You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 190. Hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today, we're getting real. We're getting really serious about the things you're going to need to let go of if you want to move into a leadership role. Many of the people that listen to this podcast are PMO or strategy delivery managers, directors, even VPs, in fact, even SVPs in our audience, in our community, our clients. And there are a few things that could be holding you back no matter what your title says. So we're going to talk today about the things you may need to let go of in order to truly step into a leadership role and transition away from being project management focused to being business leadership focused. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm saying you can't think about project management, but here's the thing. Your business leaders don't really care about how good you are at managing projects. That's right. I'm going to say that one more time. Your business leaders don't really care about how good you are at managing projects. What they care about is how good you are at getting them to the business outcomes they need to get to, whatever that looks like in your organization. Now, project management and all of the governance and portfolio management and resource management and process and templates and tools and da, 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 and all the stuff. That's right. All that stuff is a means to the end, but we have to remember it's just a means. And if you do not get to those business outcomes, none of that perfecting of process matters. So many organizations fail to deliver on their strategy because They are focused in the wrong places. They're focused on perfecting execution instead of ensuring that they set that strategy up for success right from the start. So you need to be thinking and acting like a business leader and moving out of a project leader role and a project leader focus in order to help them meet those goals. You can still use all of the project management stuff as your way to get there. But if you don't let go of some of the things we're going to talk about today and embrace a lot of the leadership skills we talked about last week, you're not going to get there. And where is there? It's your seat at the table, that big table that you know you belong at, but it's only going to happen if you learn to embrace certain leadership skills and let go of others. So last week we talked about important leadership strengths that you must have around creating a clear vision and purpose. And that means supporting the organization's vision and purpose, as well as setting a clear vision and purpose for your projects, for your team, for your PMO, ability to think strategically and help explain strategy to those in the organization, adaptability, relationship building and collaboration, strong focus communication skills, decisiveness and helping business leaders make better decisions and helping to ensure that you don't take the decision-making away from them that belongs to them, emotional intelligence, leading by example and setting that right example for your team, and knowing that if you show weakness, it matters because they won't respect you. I'm sorry, it's true. That's just the way it is. 
resilience, and continuous learning. Now, go back to episode 189 if you want to dive deeply into all of these. And you might be saying, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, let's keep going. Go back and listen to 189 if you haven't, or if it's been a while, do it again. Trust me, it's great to have real in-depth reminders and examples of what it looks like and examples of what happens if you don't apply some of these strengths and make them a focus. And now the rest of this episode is going to be focused on what we have to let go of in order to effectively get that seat at the table and be the business leader our business needs to thrive. Now we wrapped up the last week with continuous learning. And I want to make sure that you know that the Impact Engine System is sponsoring this podcast because it is exactly what you need to build, elevate, or even rescue your PMO or strategy delivery function. And not only do you learn everything that you need to do, but you learn what to do, in what order, why that matters, how to do it, and then get all of the resources to support your process, to support you in achieving those desired business outcomes for the organization strategy. There is no reason for you to go it alone when you have the Impact Engine system where I have put together literally 25 years of work in the PMO and business transformation and org change spaces so that it's easier on you to learn where you need to focus and get those big results without having to experience all the headaches and frustrations from those that came before you. My goal is to make it easier for you, but you've got to do your part. You've got to invest in you and your future. And when you upgrade to the Impact Accelerator Mastermind, guess what? We get to work together, you, me, my other certified coaches, and your peers all doing the same work in organizations around the world. But you know what it requires? For you to think like a business leader and be willing to invest in yourself. And we can definitely talk about that more later, but my question to you is, Do you think you're worth it? Because I sure do. I have poured my heart and soul into this program, the coaching program, and everything that I do for you, Impact Driver, because I definitely think you're worth it. And I want you to think so too. So just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. And let me help you make it easier for you to get that seat at the table and be the business leader your organization needs to thrive. Okay, so what are the things you need to stop doing and why do you need to stop doing them in order to become the business leader that your executives need to help drive the organization where it needs to go? First thing you need to let go of is rigid processes that hold back progress. PMO leaders that cling strictly to protocols and process and structure and templates are missing out on the chance to innovate and enhance the way the organization does business. That always done it that way, so that's how we'll do it, or my way or the highway thinking, impacts your ability to manage projects successfully in a way that achieves the business outcomes, not just perfecting those templates, tools, and process. If you are strictly following your project management methodology, you're not going to necessarily be able to adapt to changes in the project goals or adjust your approach according to what the team actually needs in the moment. And that's going to hurt not only your performance, but the performance of the project and the performance of the overall portfolio. 
and the performance of the people on that project. And on it goes. For example, one organization that came to us was a large tech company, and it was known for its strict adherence to a very specific project management methodology and approach. It was so rigid though, that that process got in the way of the organization's ability to deliver on that project or on all of their projects, which led to delays and missed deadlines and everyone pointing the finger at everyone else. And the company, the organization kept getting told no and can't every time a change in scope needed to happen. And that's a problem because it's not the project team or the PMO's decision whether or not a project changes in scope. You've got to provide the information like we talked about last week in the decision-making process, but you don't decide. When you have a process that says we must perfect the triple constraint as opposed to we must make sure we meet the business goals, you are setting that project up for failure. And that's what was happening with this tech company. They were really struggling because they didn't have a flexible, adaptive approach that was just what the organization needed. And a lot of that rigidity in waterfall project management, for example, is why Agile is all the rage. An agile management approach to value delivery means that we have more iterations, that we're more rapidly responding to changes in the project needs, in the business needs, and getting better project outcomes. So that rigidity can be what causes you and your project teams and your PMOs to fail. You should not be the process or governance police. You should be facilitators of the change. Your goal is to figure out how to quickly get to those business outcomes, be sure that the project outputs are perfected. Remember, project management is just the process that we use to drive business results. And the PMO is the engine that should be generating that impact for the organization. And perfection of that process is the enemy of progress. So know how to right size and not be so rigid and think of your process as a framework and a guide and your tools and your templates as resources to use how they best fit to get to those better outcomes. The second thing you're going to have to let go of is needing to be right and making sure that things go perfectly. A fear of risk-taking and a fear of change will stifle innovation. PMO leaders that are overly concerned with minimizing all risk are more likely to struggle to bring real value to the organization. That risk-adverse approach is going to discourage you from embracing new technologies or new projects or new ways of thinking about how you solve problems, and that will prevent you from the creative thinking that comes from asking how might we and looking differently about how you solve a problem. Now, in financial services, which I've spent a ton of time in, both as an employee and as a consultant, that is typically a risk-adverse kind of environment. However, there was this one financial services firm that I was working with that was really well known for that conservative approach to project management, and they didn't embrace new technologies or new initiatives. And that fear of risk-taking, specifically in the PMO space in that organization, really held the company back. And as a result, they had some competitors skyrocket past them because they were doing things in innovative ways. Now, in this example... There was an organization that was running a PMO that was very waterfall, governance, process, and heavy change management focused. And their biggest competitor revamped how they did project management and asked, how can we drive faster outcomes? Now, in this case in particular, that ended up being with a 
somewhat agile implementation approach. Now, it wasn't strict anything. It wasn't strict discipline agile or strict safe or strict scrum or strict anything. It was the possibility of looking for ways to iterate their way to impact like we do in our impact engine program. And as a result, that organization that changed their whole model and was open to being innovative and looking at new ways had much better results in a year. We're not talking five years, in a year. Their financial earnings for that organization that was embracing change and innovation and was set up to take on more risk had much better results than the one that was behind on every project because they were following this heavy process-focused structure. And it makes me so sad to see because the opportunities are right there in front of them to do really big things. They had better tech. They had better innovation, but they didn't have good execution. Their innovation stopped in their R&D space and in their tech space and was nowhere to be found in the PMO and project delivery space. Whereas this other company didn't have as good of innovation, but they had better execution. And so they surpassed the slow organization pretty quickly. A year's time is no time at all. So consider not just the effect of your organization being slow and risk adverse and keeping that steady as we go kind of approach. You could literally make the difference between your whole company failing or succeeding, getting surpassed by the market being late to the game and missing an opportunity that could affect a lot of jobs. So where can you look at being innovative and trying new things and creating an environment where taking risks is rewarded, not punished? Of course, these risks should be calculated, but risk in and of itself does not necessarily mean something bad's going to happen. Acceptable amount of risk can lead to really positive outcomes for the organization. And speaking outcomes for the organization, when your project delivery process does not focus on the business strategy, you are missing a huge opportunity. You must let go of this disconnected way of operating that has the strategy happening in one part of the organization and the PMO and the projects being defined in another part of the organization. Forget it. It just doesn't work. If you find yourself having to backwards map projects in various departments to the overall strategy, you are missing a very important opportunity to help that organization achieve its strategic goals. Send them to me. I will talk to them because I can hear you saying, yeah, but I don't control that. No good business leader has control. They take it. No good business leader was born with all of the responsibilities or the accountability or all the right answers. They had to go figure it out and they had to be brave, take risks and try new things. So where might you be able to have conversations with business leaders in your organization and show that you are a business leader yourself and help them think about the importance of defining that strategy first, laying out the products, laying out the programs, the portfolios and the projects from that strategy and showing them why doing so will get them much better business outcomes. Now, this isn't an overnight thing. This can take a little while. However, it doesn't mean it's impossible. Simply having the right conversation, a well strategically placed, remember last week we talked about thinking strategically, 
making vision clear, a strategically placed conversation can get the right people thinking. So showing your business leaders that you do have influence with, or that you can get into a conversation with how much more effective they will be if everything's aligned to that strategy will go a long way to making progress for you personally and being seen as a business leader in the effectiveness of your PMO or strategy delivery team. And the organization actually wins too. Because when you're only focused on project delivery, instead of thinking about the impact of the project on other parts of the organization, you're overlooking opportunities to align people and their work with the business goals. And the further apart the people in their work are from the business goals, the slower people move. Now that doesn't mean every single thing in the organization has to be a strategic project, but what it does mean is every single person in the organization needs to understand why they are there and what business value they are responsible for driving. They want to know their importance. They want to know the work they're doing is important. So you are going to have to let go of focusing on perfecting project delivery at the expense of delivering that overall business strategy. Now this next one, I know you're familiar with this. You ever felt like people are change resistant? You ever felt like people were not embracing change and it was good for them and you know it was good for them and they still wouldn't do it? Well, unfortunately, a lot of PMO leaders find themselves in this position themselves, facing change resistance brought on by themselves because they don't want to look beyond what they're doing now. A PMO leader that is slow to embrace change is going to struggle to keep up with an ever-changing business environment. And this is going to cause you to miss opportunities to improve your whole approach to project delivery to bring more value to the organization. This might mean in your case that you've been typically waterfall organization and now you need to embrace more agile ways of doing work. It could mean that you have a very strict governance process. It could mean that you have a my way or highway approach to how you do resource management. It could mean a lot of things. But I can tell you right now that if you are resistant to change, if you are resistant to being nimble or flexible or adaptive like your business leaders need, they will replace you because your business leaders want someone that's going to help them execute and that won't be reluctant to try new things. Now, that doesn't mean that you have this hodgepodge of 500 different ways of doing things on every project because that's just a hot mess, but it does mean that you are open to new ways of doing things to get to those better outcomes. So you're going to have to let go of any reluctance to stick with what works and only what works if you are not seeing the amazing results you need to see. If things are going great, fine, but I'm willing to bet you because I know that 90% of organizations fail to deliver on their strategy successfully. It's likely that if you're listening to this, your organization could improve. And so it's really likely that they need you to lead the change and be the change that they need to see. And here's a really big one. You are going to have to let go of thinking that you can get by with just doing good work. You must invest in relationships. They are the key to your success. Many years ago, when I was still inside organizations as a PMO leader, I was interviewed 16 times by that organization and had to pass a full psych evaluation and they hired me anyway 
so that that organization and those people that I'd be working with could all get a feel for who I was, what I brought to the table, and make sure that I was someone they could build a relationship with. And I got to tell you, I still, after those 16 interviews, didn't fully understand why they had me interview with so many people. I thought, this is just wild. How are they really needing to spend all of this time on little old me to be sure that I'm the right fit? Surely I don't have to meet with every executive sponsor that's going to be across our portfolio of projects. But oh no, I did. I had to meet with a lot of them. And here's what I learned first the hard way, but then I got it. And now I'm sharing it all with you. I thought this organization was unique in that they valued relationships more than other organizations. I mean, they had me interview with 16 people and they did multiple days of interviews and they went through all of this investment and effort to be sure that I was the right fit. They must value relationships more than others. And in fact, I had multiple executives tell me that this organization valued relationships over productivity. Now, this was the first time that anybody had been so direct with me that relationships mattered more than anything else. And I had a really hard time believing it. Even though I was seeing it, I thought there's just no way. How can this organization be so successful? This company was very successful. How could they be so successful if they put relationships before results? And then what I realized is that it wasn't that they were putting relationships before results. The relationships were the way to get to the results. You see, developing strong relationships and partnerships with stakeholders was the way work got done there. And so if I had this mindset that I was just going to do the work and everybody would just do what they're supposed to do, I was going to hit resistance. And I did. It wasn't until I really doubled down on building those strong relationships that I started to make real progress. And the thing is, they actually weren't that unique. They were just smart enough to talk about it. They were smart enough to be honest about what it takes to get work done. They got a lot of work done, but only with people and through people instead of two people. And so when I fully embraced that, I built the right relationships. In fact, I built relationships with people that others were scared of. One of my favorite relationships there was someone that others feared. And the reason it was one of my favorite relationships is that like I tell you to do, I asked him to give me advice and help me. And if he could help me figure out how I could be successful, I could help him be successful. And that worked really well because my PMO was responsible for delivering on his strategy. And so he did invest in me and taught me the things I need to know and helped me. And it was because I built that relationship and other strategic relationships that I was ultimately successful in that organization. If you fail to build strong relationships with stakeholders, projects will be misaligned. Opportunities will be missed to drive big business value. Projects will take longer to get done. Getting to the results will be harder. You'll have to do it on your own. And if you're doing it on your own, you're not going to be successful. Even if your organization says productivity is first, it's very likely that what they mean is 
doing work with others and bringing us with you through the process is the key to success. So I ultimately learned that this organization was not actually unique. They were just honest. They were honest about what mattered. They were honest about how people worked and they valued those relationships as the way to get to the business outcomes that they needed to get to. And it worked for them. And there are many other organizations like that. They might tell you that we're results focused and that we're all about productivity and we must get those big results. And they mean that. And what they're not telling you, what they may not be as honest about is how you get there matters just as much as getting there, sometimes even more. So consider really emphasizing and focusing on building strong stakeholder relationships, not just with the obvious people like your boss, your team, your executives, your peers, but everybody, everybody. Do you know how much I was able to get done because I was friends with the people back in the tech department that nobody else talked to? Do you know how much I was able to get done because I was friendly with and respected the administrative assistants in the organization and really took time to treat them with the respect they deserved? Do you know how much I was able to get done when I had to bring my team in on a weekend to work on something big and I was pals with the janitor and that janitor made sure that the lights were on, the AC was there and that the people delivering food could get to us? I mean, it seems like such little things, but these relationships matter. And so if you need to be convinced that focusing on them provides value, consider the barriers that you don't even know about right now that are going to get in your way at some point while you're working on projects, while you're building out your PMO and being able to call on those colleagues and friends and peers and others to support you to say yes to trying your new service or capability first, to share their success story with others in the organization, to help you and your team be more successful. Those relationships will be everything. So don't forget it. So those are the things I think you need to let go of, the limiting habits, the limiting beliefs, and the barriers that are potentially standing in the way of your success. You must adopt a flexible and adaptive strategic approach to project management, PMO delivery, service capability, and getting to those better business outcomes for your organization. That's how you secure a seat at the table as a respected business leader, the respected business leader that your organization needs to thrive. And don't forget, if you want my help to build, elevate, or even rescue your PMO, transformation office, strategy delivery office, you name it. If it's responsible for helping the organization deliver strategy, the impact engine system is exactly what you need. There is nothing like it on the market. There is nothing that takes you step by step by step using our implementation approach, not just a training, but a full implementation approach to continuous value delivery. You must be in the impact engine system with us and let me help you on this journey. And if you want to do it with your peers and me coaching and guiding you and reviewing your specific steps and process, then the impact accelerator mastermind is exactly where you belong. So go check out those programs on pmostrategies.com. You can join us for coaching. You can join us in the impact engine system, and let's help you make a bigger impact in your organization right away. Just go to pmostrategies.com. 
and check out all we have to support you in your organization so that you can be that business leader with your seat at the table. And if you love what you're hearing in these episodes, definitely hit subscribe, download the podcast so that I know it's with you on every step of your high impact journey, no matter where that high impact journey takes you. I can't wait to share more goodness with you next week. Bye-bye for now.